0: Greetings everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, It's free. That's right, anger is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Ludicrous Car Review. And I suppose first and foremost, I need to apologize that I did not record one, well, yesterday. You see, I had a little bit of things come up, and honestly, the fact is is that I came across such a, G, well, a uh, uh, I'm not sure how to describe it. A metric ton of uh, news that I decided that I wanted to share with you all. So, this episode is not going to be a car review, so much as it just, well, a little catch-up on automotive news this week, as long with my opinions on some things along with this news. So, next week I will be reviewing a car, I'm sure, but for now, we got another news extra for you this week. And to be honest, like I said, I came across so many stories this week of, well... Let's just say a lot of situations regarding the um, other situations over in the Ukraine area and Russia area. That, uh, well, let's just say I had quite a bit of uh, stuff to share with you all. So without further ado, let's get on with the news for the week, shall we? So, first I suppose I should get on with what I just mentioned earlier. In that, uh, well... As you all know, there's a situation going on over in uh, Europe involving Russia and Ukraine and very much many fighting going on in it. And I thought I'd share with you why this also may affect the automotive industry as it pertains to getting a hold of your cars, or not just your cars, but automotive parts as well. You see, I mentioned in the previous episode that uh, Ukraine is responsible for a lot of the neon gas that we get for the U.S. to produce semiconductors, but to be honest, it's so much more than that. You see, they also produce a lot and I mean a lot of car parts used in not only Europe, but some even in the US as well, but mainly in Europe. This means that many Volkswagens, Audis, and everything else like that, we're not getting their parts to produce a car. But if you needed something to repair, even here in the US, you would probably see an extended wait time to say the least, as obviously a country being invaded is not really going to prioritize producing automotive manufacturing parts. So that's just one way that it's obviously affecting us. And obviously the neon gas could have very much long-term ramifications obviously like i said they produce almost a good 90 percent of the us's neon used to produce semiconductors so overall we could see this also holding obviously for other ramifications involving gasoline the uh, story is, we. Have, I was filling up the pump over at the Casti Coal, considering the fact it was the cheapest stuff I could find, and literally I'm watching this guy in a gigantic Ford Super Duty look at the gas tank, and look at the fuel nozzle, and then look at the price, and look at the gas tank, and look at the fuel nozzle, and look at the price, repeatedly in a row, astonished at the fact that the guy decided to eventually stop at $100 to i could imagine probably a quarter tank for this truck gas prices are getting expensive and no matter where you go even like california for example if you're living out there you're looking at prices upwards of five dollars a gallon it's it's getting expensive and it's probably only going to get more expensive obviously there are probably solutions to this but like i said i'm not going to get into the politics of it i'm just simply going to tell you what's affecting in the automotive world another news what's affecting it is mostly going to be volkswagen see volkswagen is probably the most one affected by this obviously ukrainian invasion because they got a lot of their car parts from ukraine this means especially revolving around their ev production And this week, VW announced a halt on EV production for the entire week amid the Ukraine crisis, due to the fact that, well, they could not get a hold of any parts, and especially involving semiconductors, so they had no choice but to basically halt all EV production because it took up the most one of these parts involving Ukraine. Basically, this means that a lot of the uh, ID4s and all that, basically, every Volkswagen ID5s and that, are probably going to be put on hold for the foreseeable future, I imagine, until they can get the situation either under control or begin to resource other parts. Now, that's not to say it's going to be shut down forever, but just to say that it's going to probably uh, affect a large portion of it. In 2021, they lost a production site. That's home to the VW Golf that uh, voted to about 330,000 cars. So I imagine we're going to probably looking at a whole week shutdown. Probably close to a good six hundred, seven hundred thousand 700,000 cars lost, probably in production this year for the VW brand if they're going to be producing a ridiculous amount of them. That's to say than they're one of their main plants. I imagine the um, electric plant, you're probably going to lose quite a few vehicles. And obviously, that's not to say other problems as well that uh, Volkswagen has been having involving shipping. Another news. Yes, you know that gigantic cargo ship that uh, caught fire off the uh, coast? Yeah, well, um, well, they attempted to salvage it, and uh, it did not go well, to say the least. The burnt-out ship carrying 4,000 Volkswagen cars sank. Yep, sank to the bottom of the ocean. So, any hopes of recovering any of these vehicles for any purpose, including maybe for selling them, unfortunately, um, has kind of sunk to the bottom of the ocean. And as I mentioned earlier, not only Volkswagen cars have been lost, but... A lot of Porsches in that, which are sold to the Volkswagen group, Audis, and even some reports say that some Lamborghinis were even lost in this thing. I imagine this is probably one of the most expensive car shipping failures probably in recent years because this is ridiculous. I mean, that's a lot of cars to lose in, well, I'd say, just a one second. Obviously, that uh, they will not be hurting for it since they will probably be getting their payouts, but I imagine Volkswagen, Porsche, and all that have a lot of, well... Slightly angry customers not getting their cars for probably the foreseeable future, at the very least, maybe in a couple months. So, obviously, the, with the plant shutting down and with shipping cars going to the bottom of the ocean, you can imagine Volkswagen's having a bit of a tough fiscal year, you could say the least. Obviously, they're probably making a bit of money with the cars going the way they are, but Volkswagen is probably um, struggling, let's just say. Uh, and another news. Let's get away from the whole Ukraine situation, shall we? Let's do a recall. Now, this isn't so much a recall as they get a stop sale. Greep Chain. Jeep, ah, yes, Greep Grand Cherokees. My God, my voice is getting bad. No, Jeep Grand Cherokees gets a stop sale after defective electronics. Basically, what would happen is the key fob would make it the vehicle think that it was in, um, well,. It was being stolen. And so the car would essentially turn into a giant brick. You could not open the doors. You could not turn on the car. You could not do anything with it, essentially making the car inoperable. Meaning that your only option was either to A, get the key fob fix, which, since I didn't really have a fix, the most dealerships ever resorting to the old, uh, unplug it plug it back in situation yeah they basically just open the hood pop the battery out pop it back in and um, reset the computer obviously it doesn't fix the problem long term it just gets rid of the immediate problem of uh, not being able to access the vehicle now obviously this is not ideal for jeep products and that and honestly in recent years jeep has been struggling from a bit of um Electrical failure If you say the least A lot of uh, Jeep Wrangler owners Have been reporting That their cars Suddenly uh, Lose a lot of their Gauge clusters and that And Um yeah, honestly, Jeep has been one of the more reliable brands, along with the Chrysler products, surprisingly, is Muff. But the fact is, is that Jeep products have always had a bit of a um, reliability issue, to say the least. And honestly, this probably doesn't help a brand new Jeep Cherokee coming out. That probably is going to affect its image just a little bit. So overall, it's not really so much as a recall, as basically you can't even get your hands on it anymore. I imagine they will probably roll out some kind of over-the-year update to fix this problem. But for now, it is a major issue facing a lot of people. This was back in February 28th, so I don't know if they fixed it yet, but it was about a week or two week ago, so yeah, I've had kind of had some news building up, to say the least. So overall, yeah, if you're buying a Jeep Grand Cherokee, maybe check and see if that got fixed first before doing anything else. In other news, we have some uh, business news to discuss. Ford made a pretty big move this week, in case you didn't notice. Ford announced that it's going to split its gas and electric power electric vehicle businesses in basically into two separate entities. Now, the question is, why would you do that? What's the purpose of splitting up your brands like that? Well, I there's a very unique reason. You see, there's something called dealer allocation laws, basically stating that, well, for example, if you're selling a gas-powered car, you need to sell it through allocated dealerships and that that you have in the area, unless you have none. But the specific loophole through this is electric vehicles. This means that dealerships no longer need to go to the dealer and sell through the dealer they can sell directly to customer which is a profit boost because basically what is happening is to kind of break it down to simpler layman terms basically the car maker builds the car knocks up the price a little bit sells it to the dealer the dealer gets it knocks up the price a little bit and sells it to the customer this is going on for years and obviously customers have been paying this for a good hundred years this type of double markup but uh, I imagine GM or Ford and all that, they're probably looking at this mostly forward at this point, looking at going, well, if we sell directly to the customer, we can just skip the middleman and charge the same price as we always have, double the profit. So I imagine it'll definitely help their bottom line quite a bit. But I imagine there's going to be a lot of logistical problems facing it, but honestly, it's its an expected move. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, they will not. Basically, they don't have capital to fund ourselves. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see here. I'm going to read through the article as I go. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah, so this little group of um, their basically electrical sediment, is going to be called the Model E Group. have okay, got basically play off of the Model T. And basically their whole plan of this is basically Ford expects that half of its sales to be electric by 2030. I think that's a very generous estimate as a, that we barely have 3% being sold as EV across the entire board at this point. Maybe four by next year. I think that's very generous. And honestly, with the energy systems going the way they are, and the fact that you still can't find chargers. Yeah, I don't see that happening, but hey, they're going for the long haul, and honestly, imagine that profit margins are going to skyrocket with the fact that they can just sell direct to customers and cut out the dealership middleman. Do I think this will kill dealerships? A lot of people are saying it might. Honestly, I don't think it will. Dealerships will still play a major role because obviously you need somebody to repair these things when things go wrong, and despite people's claims, electric vehicles still do need maintenance. You still need brakes. You still need tires, especially considering some... Electric vehicle owners are reporting that these tires are really only lasting half the lifespan of normal tires. You gotta remember, these things weigh as much as a frickin' truck. A Tesla X pretty much weighs twice as much as my Dodge Charger, for crying out loud. Probably more than my brother's dodge ram these things are heavy and they obviously put a lot of wear on the asphalt but they also put a lot of wear on the tires meaning you go through tires a heck of a lot faster and obviously you can go to your local firestone to get them replaced but obviously most people are going to want to do it under warranties and that blah, blah 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 you go to your ford dealership now will i say there will probably be a lot fewer fords definitely i think that uh dealerships will be kind of beginning to disappear a little bit or at least thin out. i don't think they will disappear entirely but i imagine that's what's going to happen plus at the end of the day used cars still make up a majority of sales in the u.s and obviously somebody needs to sell those used cars why not the car dealerships but like i said it's a move forward to push for this whole online car buying thing and while carvana on that is pushing for this as well honestly it is the way of the future kind of and speaking of Carvana, Carvana has bought the second-largest auction house, car auction house, in the pretty much the world at this point. They have purchased Odessa. Why would they purchase Odessa? They purchased it for $2.2 billion. Carvana, the brand that can't even figure out its own title systems, are suddenly buying out companies. Maybe they should invest $2.2 billion into maybe a few extra title people to figure out the titles first. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But the fact is, they are purchasing Odessa Basically, Odessa basically runs what dealerships get a hold of for the used cars. So basically, dealerships need to fill out their inventory. They go to an Odessa or one of these car auction places. They buy up a couple of used cars that have been traded in. And, well, from there, they take them and resell them. Obviously, Carvana is probably looking to get their hands in this market a little bit for a little extra profit. But also, a key thing that Odessa has that Carvana really lacks... Is facilities. What facilities is specifically? That would be car maintenance shops, basically. Carvana doesn't really repair their own vehicles. Basically, what they do is they kind of clean them up a little bit and kind of send them out as is. There's no real maintenance done on them before they're resold. This is usually pretty standard practice for most dealerships. You go through the brakes, oil change, yada, 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 check out for brakes, scratches, dents, anything else like that, kind of polish it up a little bit. But Carvana doesn't really do that. Basically, if you have a problem, you either return it or you just have their warranty system fix it for them. That's the way they've done it for years. But Odessa has thousands of facilities across the US to repair and fix these vehicles and if Carvana gets their hands on that obviously they're probably looking to maybe add that into the group and maybe use their facilities to maybe refurbish a lot of their vehicles that they've been purchasing for sometimes absorbent amounts. Obviously also this is probably to push an accelerated growth thing because obviously they'll get a hands on a lot of these dealer groups buying up cars and obviously that money goes at that point to Carvana. So obviously it's not a bad purchase I suppose but you can see where what the whole purpose really is behind it and finally in some news I was listening to in the YAA channel if you don't know who they are I advise you looking look them up or just think it's called joinya.com or something like that I'm not endorsed by them or anything but I just really love their site they basically provide you information on how to purchase new cars and that and how to deal with dealerships I actually really like them, and I would strongly recommend they have a podcast and everything, so I'd advise you to check them out. Anyways, they did a, ran a story, and I was looking at this myself. A man was stunned when a GM dealership demands they pay for his Yukon before he even receives the damn thing. That is insane to me. Yes, yeah, so before being taken delivery of the vehicle, a GM dealership, and mind you, he didn't put a deposit down on it, demanded that his brand-new vehicle, which he is ordering and has a deposit down on That he'd have to pay for it in full before the car even arrives at the dealership before he's even seen it before he's even driven it off the lot now this could have a variety of confusing problems because at the end of the day not every dealership law is the same some require you to drive off the lot before you own the car others say you need to um how do i say this you basically need to once you sign the papers you own the vehicle Obviously, there's no vehicle to own. I'm not sure how that works. But the fact is is that is basically a, the scummiest thing I've heard from a dealership done in a while. And there's no reason for it. If the guy put a deposit down, that should be his truck unless he decides it isn't. Obviously, it's a little bit insane that uh, a GM dealership would even do this kind of insanity. And I'm going to tell the dealership's name because, obviously, I don't want anybody else scammed by these bastards. The Tom Winslow Buish GMC of Davidson. Yes, I read the whole thing obviously don't go there the fact is is that these nut jobs are pushing for this because well they're getting pretty damn greedy these dealerships are making a decent amount of money and there's no reason for i guy to pay for a car before he even gets it why is that you're probably saying well it's a new car what could possibly go wrong with it? just pay for it now oh, what difference does it make well the problem is is that well as you probably if you let's say if you uh, ordered from a Volkswagen, as you may have just discovered, shipping does not always go perfectly. And if the car is damaged or if the car is defective, even run out of the factory, the problem is you own that freaking car. You suddenly need to do warranty claims. You need to take it back. And even if they like, you take it off the car trailer and there's a gigantic dent in the hood, you're stuck with that car. You own it. It is insane to me that a dealership would even demand this kind of bullshit because it kind of, and I hate to say, it, it kind of shows why some companies and people are pushing for this whole online car buying thing. Because, I hate to say it, a lot of dealerships, unfortunately, are a bit of a bastard. That's the only way I can really describe them. Obviously, they got a lot of flack for this, as their local news station was beginning to question them on it. But, honestly, the dealership, to my surprise, the manager didn't back down. They expected the car to arrive on March 10th, and he expected him to pay that price. They asked even why the $500 deposit, which is basically supposed to do what they're claiming that the whole purchase is going to do, was enough to hold the vehicle... He basically said the deposit does not mean the vehicle is guaranteed to a particular person. Actually, my friend, yes, it does. That's the purpose of the word deposit, you nincompoop. The fact is is that I question people's sanity when they're running these car dealerships, honestly. And you wonder why car dealerships get a bad name. In my area of Wisconsin, you're not allowed to car, sell a car on Sunday. Well, because let's just say it's... a uh, the lord's day they say so why would you be able to allow these bags to run around and try to sell you something and honestly you could see why people have that opinion now i don't think all car dealerships are like that and a lot of them aren't but that being said there's just as many of them out there that are like this bastard in gordon that has decided to or davidson i should say that decided to basically try to screw over a customer to do it now obviously now obviously after receiving a boatload of flack The great people at that GMC dealership also graciously allowed him to make an exception for them so that he didn't have to pay in advance. But basically, that's just saying, we're not going to screw you over. We're going to screw the next guy who doesn't put up a stink on the news for you. Basically, they're ripping people off on a daily. And honestly, screw this GM dealership is all I have to say. Anyways... That is going to do it for the local news for the day. I have a few more articles, obviously, but we'll save them for next week's uh, show. Anyways, I uh, I also got a little bit of news for you people. You see, I've been looking at buying a classic car as of late. And I've actually got my eyes set on a car I'm actually looking forward to. And if I do end up purchasing it or going to look at it in that, I'm probably going to do the next car review on that car. Or maybe the one after that, depending upon when I get a chance to go out and look at it. It is a uh, specific car... I'll give you a few hints. It is a, uh, Oldsmobile type car. That'll narrow it down quite a bit. And it involves three numbers. In case you didn't guess, those numbers are 442. Obviously, I'll explain further if I decide to go look at it. And if I get my hands on it, I will really do a review video on it. Anyways, I suppose that'll do it for me today. Again, I apologize for not recording this video a bit earlier. This episode, I should say. As I got a little distracted this week. And, um uh, Yeah, obviously releasing it a little daily late, but I'll be back to my normal schedule next week. I hope you all have a great day and a wonderful night. Goodbye, my friends.